You're listening to The Breeze with DP and Haas on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into the breeze. I am Harrison on the ones and twos, as always, the host of the show, Haas Streaming In, as well as potentially another guest as well here shortly. Uh, but nonetheless, Haas on the second segment. What do you want to break down, man? So we were talking about verticals and how that 5'7 girl had a 36, 37 inch vertical. And I was saying how I'm a girl dad and jumping so important to me. So this is something that. DP's little favorite eight-year-old athlete does. She's in the room next to me, so bring her on there real quick. Go ahead, Mia. Show them the jumping machine. <laughs> She'll be awesome. jumping 40 cool. inches by the time she's done with that. <laughs> she's going in for max amount of reps there. No break. She'll go for a minute or two straight as fast as she can, but cool. Thumbs up. Thanks, Mia. Yeah, perfect example by Mia. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, those vertical machines, those are always hit and miss. But what's that one you got there? Because I can see how that one becomes effective. Because I've seen some uh, in high school, we had one uh, called the, I don't, I'm not even going to say the name just in case. I don't, I don't know what possible future sponsors look like. But we had this vertical machine <laughs> and it was garbage. It was basically, here's a bunch of bands that you tie onto yourself. They quote unquote are supposed to improve your vertical by it, it was worthless. Basically, you're better off just doing box jumps. That's what I did. That's how I got my vertical up. It was not using the overly priced machine. Uh, but that one you had there seemed effective. What, what was that one? It, I don't, it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> the point is, if if you put in the work, I'm sure that five foot seven kid, because volleyball players are six one, six two. Yep. That kid put in the work. But we, we were talking about incentivizing and making things fun, decentivizing and making things fun. 700 million sounds pretty fun. 700 million. It's a lot of money. Dodgers Dodgers <laughs> got it. Show we Otani. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I'm oh, sad man. that it's the Dodgers, but I'm so glad I don't have to watch him waste his career away at the Angels anymore. That felt even worse. Like I, I, I'm not like I want him on the Dodgers, but that's better than watching one of the most unique star players we've had in the MLB for a long time be on an Angels team that wasn't going anywhere. In the words of Goldberg, who's next? Because that's not the only signing that's coming. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be another pitcher, another another Japanese player or two, Mike Trout. That's There's going to be more players coming to L.A. They are going to be that baseball team on the Simpsons that Mr. Burns had, <laughs> where he was like, your sideburns are too long. You have to cut them. And Don Mattingly sideburns were like up to here. And he's like, no, 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 you have to cut him. He had Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds. He had everyone. That's who the Dodgers are going to be next season. So you're saying uh, Dodgers put it in now, MLB favorite? They need some pitching. They have no pitching. They're mm -hmm. all hurt. Who would you grab for pitchers? If you had your choice, uh, who's available right if now? They can, if they can get Blake Snell, yeah. that would be amazing. If they can trade for Glass now, that would be amazing. There, there's, there's so much they can do. I, I would love one of the Japanese pitchers. <laughs> yeah. And then late, later on, Walker Bueller shows up. He can, they're going to limit his innings after two Tommy John surgeries. So if he could start pitching in June because they want to ramp him up for the playoffs, you add that guy 
tier roster. That guy. <laughs> Sounds like 49ers-esque, right? We'll just add this guy, this guy, and uh, pretty soon we have a monster of a team. Um, and real quick, since we have thoughts on it, what were your thoughts on the 49ers absolutely beating down the Ingles last week? Like, How much confidence does that give you? Are you going to ride that confidence, or do you think that's an Eagles team coming off a short week from an overtime game as well um, to where you're like, oh, we'll see here. We don't feel like we got the Eagles' best shot. Or how much confidence does that give you in your 49ers team? So when people talk to me about the 49ers, I would mention when Trent Williams has played, the 49ers are undefeated. Because when Trent Williams wasn't playing, when he was injured, there's always three pass rushers in front of Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. I don't know who can do... When you see what Mahomes did when he didn't have an offensive line in the Super Bowl. They got destroyed to the Bucks. So if you have no offensive line, and the 49ers' offensive line is actually really weak, the Eagles probably have the best offensive line in football. Yep. The way I saw Lane Johnson just dominate and not let Bosa do much, the Eagles have a very strong offensive line. The Eagles' wide receivers are better than the 49ers. They are. The Eagles oh, defense. Okay. Hold on. Uh, hold there. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> AJ Brown. AJ Brown is the best receiver. Of yeah, the I don't. Receiver. I don't think it's like a landslide thing. I'm breaking it down here, but I think it's cool. I, okay, fair enough. Go ahead. You're telling me you wouldn't rather have Brown, Devontae Smith, and Julio Jones? Yeah, I'm probably taking Eagles. You, you changed okay. your mind there. On, on the surface, it sounds blasphemous, but if you actually break it down, yeah, Eagles wide receiver core is pretty top to bottom strong. Center. Best center in football by far. Yeah, no question there. The Niners have Trent Williams. Trent Williams equals a whole offensive line. But the right side of the Niners' offensive line is not good. Their center is average. Mm -hmm. The left guard is, is decent. Now they have Christian McCaffrey, who, <laughs> when used that the way guy. he's being used, is maybe the best player in football right now. That is the difference. But Swift, when he's used in the Eagles system, he's, he, he does his job. So there's so much talent in Philadelphia. Their defensive line, their cornerbacks, they have Pro Bowl cornerbacks. Yeah, they do. Now I, what's missing is the, the middle linebackers of Philadelphia. They looked really weak. The Niners' middle linebackers, as long as they're not being fair, unfairlessly thrown out of the game, <laughs> they're pretty good. Yeah. I, I'm with you there. I still think I like the the Eagles are still it's between the Eagles and 49ers is my favorites and it's going to be a matchup of styles. That's why I'm a little worried about the Eagles taking such a beat down because you pointed out that middle linebacker group was getting killed by the 49ers and it's a short the difference. The difference between the 49ers and the Eagles and we talked about this in August and you guys made fun of me. <laughs> the audience said mute his mic, take the Kool-Aid away, whatever it was. The Niners have a better quarterback than the Eagles. The Niners have a better quarterback than the Eagles. I wish there were stats to show it. I wish people could listen to Kurt Warner because he actually did it and he knows it. Mm -hmm. In the Eagles game, there were three short passes that went to touchdowns. Yes, Debo caused that. During the season, there was a lot of plays that, that Purdy did himself, creating openings and going downfield. He caused them himself. It wasn't it wasn't the five yard passes that I thought they brought him in for over over seventeen games ago. I th that's what I thought they did. I thought they were going to bring a Mac Jones type person mm -hmm. to just be accurate and be safe. 
And I'm like, oh, wait, this guy's not safe. This guy's throwing crazy into double coverage passes, but he's making them happen. There was a, the Seahawks game on Thanksgiving. He threw a ball into four people. I know exactly what throw you're talking about. It was a ball. Into a four ball. It, it was about as ballsy as Austin Reeves taking the three in that Suns game. <laughs> <laughs> it was about that same. It was like, whoa, what are we if doing you, here? If you got picked off, then the, the, the Seahawks are back in this game. Oh, you're gonna just you're just gonna nope. Game's over. Game's over. You're just gonna throw this into four people. Game's over. And and so that's the difference between Purdy and the people I've seen in San Francisco be quarterbacks. Jimmy G would have thrown a pick six, a hundred percent pick six and then he would have broken his ankle that or his wide receiver would have maybe caught the ball but he's leaving with a broken rib Haas, i'll be 100%. honest you you called it it's not you it's the jerseys behind you that's why you get a lot of the hate <laughs> it's not your takes when you're a lakers dodgers and uh of course now being a 49ers fans most people now, aren't gonna want to agree with you <laughs> since i was six <laughs> yeah I'm just a that bitter jersey is probably 30 years old, whatever side it's on. It's probably 30 years old. Yeah, too good for too long. You know, and, and it's just, <laughs> just a bitter Chicago fan thin out and through. So that's that's why there's a lot of bitterness coming out. But uh, no, you're absolutely right. And the argument that it was yards after the catch is totally dead in the water because you said in that Thanksgiving game, he's not taking safe throws all the time. Yeah, he'll take the safe <laughs> throws if it's there and it's open. But if he can put the pressure on you, um, he's a good enough quarterback to throw a dot. Pretty much all the arguments against Purdy are gone at this point. Like, even if you do want to go with the yards after the catch, it's just a straight up lie because the numbers will show you he's throwing a lot through the air. It's not just reception after the catch. Like, early on, you could make that argument. Now, the numbers, if you try to go that same route trying to diss Brock Purdy, the numbers will call you a straight out liar. It, 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 he's doing everything in his power uh, to really be that guy. And I'm surprised by Brock Purdy. I didn't think. After last season, I didn't think I was seeing a fluke. I think I was seeing peak performance from Purdy, um, but that just might be Purdy. You know, I was expecting him to still be a decent quarterback, but not operate at that undefeated regular season clip he was at. He didn't take a step off. He's going to be a serious problem for years to come because, I mean, how old is he? he? He can't even be above 25 yet. He's a second year guy. I don't yeah. Know. So to, to me, it doesn't matter. He has at least 12, 14 years left if he's healthy. It's it's just incredible, and he's he's a guy you got to watch. Um, the Jets, they're in a bit of a dire situation. Oh, hold on, yeah. go back to him real quick. Yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, fine. Purdy's not that good. Purdy's not great. What do you want him to improve? Tell me what you want him to improve. Be his coach. Those I think Purdy is there. great. Oh, okay. If I'm playing devil's advocate, no, 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 no. Those haters out there. If you're a football coach, a football guru. What's the thing that you want him to get better at? John says system fits the quarterback. He's a 49ers fan. Um, I don't think he's saying that as a diss. I think he's just saying that's good coaching from the 49ers, getting a system where it's perfect for him. Uh, but let me play devil's advocate here because I think the haters are going to be quiet <laughs> for, for for the right reasons. There's there's a What can he do better? You watch him a lot. Is there anything that you see that you really think he can do better? No. Off the top of my head, he's not making any boneheaded decisions. Maybe he can be so, a little quicker on reads, but for the most part, like that's a reach. No, that's no, a reach. No, no, no. Reads is his number one thing. Reads is his number one. No, his his number one skill. Well, it's not his pocket presence. That's that's great as well. The way he, he well. reads the game uh -huh. is Kurt Warner, Tom Brady esque. So no, um, if there was a 
Hail Mary situation, then I wouldn't pick him first to be my quarterback. There's probably 20 other quarterbacks I would pick in a Hail Mary situation. So I'll give I'll, there you go. He can't throw a ball 80 yards down the field. But you know what? Steve Young couldn't do it either. So when I was a kid and I watched those little quarterback competitions where they would take six quarterbacks and they would do different skills. They'd have moving targets and deep throws, yeah. and things on the run. And I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but they'd have all these little skills competition. Steve Young would never win. He was the MVP with the highest QBR and highest QB rating. And they didn't have QBR back then, but he would have definitely had it. Mm-hmm. And he moved well, he ran well. And Steve Young was always in the middle or last. I'm sure Ryan Leaf was the best at those things. Who? <laughs> hey, everyone knows your boy Leaf. Come on now. <laughs> but yeah, the skills so, competition, yeah, that doesn't... It, to me, I always look at the skills competition like the NBA. Like, if you win the NBA skills competition, like, who freaking cares? <laughs> like, do it in a game. That's where the real challenge is. Uh, but we do got to go to break here. I do want to get to this comment off YouTube. Go ahead, Haas. The tangent for the NBA, and we talked about salaries, and I, I want to make sure to remember this. The salary for the in-season tournament worked. The, the compensation worked. The dunk contest used to be a thing. If you want the dunk contest to be a thing, one, two, five million dollars for the winner. One million for joining. That's how you make the dunk contest better. You clearly saw what happened in the in-season tournament. So if you want a dunk contest, it could be whatever cars you want, whatever soda you want, whatever shoes you want would be the sponsors. There'll be a lot of money invested if you had the four best dunkers in the NBA. So after the break, we'll figure out which four dunkers we'd want and how much money we'd give them to come do it. And we know that's something that it would be a hot ticket item to be at after the break yeah and i do want to get to this before we talk about this because donald he has a great question haas and i'm sure you'd love to answer this one he says speaking of taking leaps and bounds we're talking about volleyball he said cm punk's promo on smackdown smackdown was so much better than the one on raw what are your thoughts and then we'll go ahead now now so giving him time was number one so that was cool in itself and he alluded to it he was he was himself so you want to allow CM Punk to be himself. Mm-hmm. So CM Punk on NXT was really cool coming out with the Bret Hart sweatshirt <laughs> yeah. and and coming and doing HBK type moves and doing a selfie with with HBK because he's mocking that, hey, people in the backstage are like, oh, my God, I get to be around <laughs> the guy that I used to watch on the screen. And, and like I idolize CM Punk. Well, I idolize HBK. And his way of saying, hey, look, if HBK and the Heartbreak Kid could mend fences, then CM Punk and Triple H can mend fences. And so for him to come out and we talk about what storylines are going to happen 12 months, 15 months, 18 months in the future, and that's how they're written. Well, he went and, hey, is it going to be um, the Canadian guy, Kevin Owens? Is it going to be him? And Can I throw in some stuff at AEW and say, well, you probably shouldn't be punching people backstage. <laughs> he, he talked about the tribal chief and how he said his words there and he, he talked about jay uso he talked about seth rollins so there was listening to the crowd to see which got the best reactions but also these are the storylines for the next 12 to 15 months be ready for it and i'm going to be here and you're going to have your popcorn ready and he might even say where are the ice cream bars because that's what he said in 2011 <laughs> and it's it's really exciting to watch my wife's like is he going to wrestle it's like we don't need to watch him wrestle. 
We just need to hear him on a microphone and giving him 10, 11 minutes on a microphone definitely was what was needed for him to be in WWE. We didn't need to hear him for, for one minute, two minutes, need to just hear the crowd, need to see him hug someone in the crowd. Hearing CM Punk, is he going to say something bad about AEW? <laughs> oh, he said something about Cody Rhodes. Yes, that means there's going to be a Cody Rhodes match. Oh, hey, Roman Reigns, you think you're a Paul Heyman guy? I am the original Paul Heyman guy. That means Cody Rhodes, sorry, CM Punk, mm-hmm. Paul Heyman, special guy in the middle, Roman Reigns, winner gets Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman screws over Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman goes with CM Punk. That's going to happen, and we're all going to witness it, and we're all going to want it. So that's what was the promo. Absolutely, and uh, well said there, and shout out to Donald for being locked in throughout the show there. Uh, great read on that, CM Punk's promo. Definitely pretty awesome compared to the one on SmackDown, but nonetheless, we'll go ahead and throw it to, to our Rob. final break here, or excuse me, to Rob, but we'll throw it to our final break here on The Breeze. We got Haas streaming in as always, the host. You guys are always welcome to join on the text line. John and Cortland will get to yours on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We got one more segment. 